بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على عبد الله ورسوله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد So today we have what is probably going to be two names I did bring four but I think it's probably only going to have time for two names and Allah knows best. And those two names are two names which are related as we have normally done. We have covered the names which come from the same sifa or the same root. And today we have Ar-Razzaq and Ar-Raziq. We have Ar-Razzaq and Ar-Raziq. And we always begin with the same thing. You guys know the, uh, the format of the class by now is that what we usually do is we begin with mentioning where the proof is for this name in the Quran and in the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So as for the name Ar-Razaq, then it has been mentioned in more than one place in the Quran. From those is Surah Al-Dhariyat, ayah number 58, in which Allah Azza wa Jal said, Inna Allah huwa al-razzaqu dhul-quwwati al-mateen. Indeed, Allah is al-razzaq. And He is dhul-quwwati al-mateen, the possessor of great might and power and strength. And Allah Azza wa Jal told us in Surah Al-Jumu'ah, Wallahu khayrul raziqeen. Allah is the best of those who provide. And Allah Azza wa Jal told us, Inna Allah lahu wa khayrul raziqeen in Surah Al-Hajj. And Allah Azza wa Jal told us in Surah Al-Ma'idah, Warzuquna wa anta khayrul raziqeen. Provide for us and you are the best of those who provide. And as for Ar-Raziq, then we have an evidence for this in the Sunnah, in Musnad, Al-Imam Ahmad and others from the hadith of Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu anhu annahu qal, غال السعر على أحد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فقالوا يا رسول الله لو سعرت فقال إن الله هو الخالق القابض الباسط الرازق المسعر وإني لأرجو أن ألقى الله لا يطلب لا يطلبني أحد بمظلمة ظلمتها إياه في دم ولا مال أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم. In hadith from Musnad al-Imam Ahmad from the narration of Anas ibn Malik, may Allah be pleased with him that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم or that the or that Anas said to begin with. The prices became inflated during the time of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So they said, O oh Messenger of Allah, why don't you fix the prices? Why don't you make tas'ir where you fix, you give a fixed price and you put an, a limit, you stop them, the people from being able to charge whatever they want. You limit, you put a, an artificial limit on the price. So he said, indeed, Allah is Al-Khaliq, the Creator. And He is Al-Qabid Al-Basit. He is the one who withholds and the one who gives out. And He is Al-Raziq. And that is our evidence from the hadith. He is Al-Raziq. And He is Al-Musa'ir, the one who sets the prices. Uh, the one who sets the prices is not a name of Allah Azza wa Jal. This is not a name of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. This is a description of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because it doesn't fulfill the conditions of the names of Allah to say that Allah is al-musa'ir but that that is what we say about Allah and that is something that we say about Allah that Allah is the one who sets the price i.e. the decree of the markets and the prices going up and down that is in the hands of Allah Azzawajal, and it's not permitted for a human being to set prices uh, sort of artificial limits on prices for things uh, from the point of uh, government or something like that, but rather it is Allah Azza wa Jal that does that. And indeed, I hope that I will meet Allah and nobody will come to me with me having oppressed them in blood nor in wealth. 
So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Ar-Razzaq. And Ar-Razzaq, it comes from which characteristic? It comes from Ar-Rizq, from provision. So both Ar-Raziq and Ar-Razzaq come from provision. And so it is the provision of Allah Azza wa Jal. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Ar-Raziq. He is the provider. And He is Ar-Razzaq. What's the difference? We've covered this before many times in the different names. The difference between Fa'il and Fa'al. So Fa'il is the generic sort of what we call the agent. Uh, or the ismu Fa'il, we call it the agent in English. It is the one who does something. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the provider. And all provision comes from Him. And we're going to talk later on inshaAllah ta'ala about the different types of provision. And the different kinds of provision. And that provision is not just money. But there are other aspects of provision including providing for the hearts. You know the food or the, the wealth of the heart. Not only just the wealth of the hands. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who provides. And Allah is ar-razzaq. The one who is constantly providing. It gives more than a meaning of just providing. That he is always providing. And that his provision is never ending. And that he subhanahu wa ta'ala provides rizqun amun. A provision which encompasses everything. The believer and the disbeliever, the animals and the birds and mankind and the jinn and so on and so forth. Allah provides for all of them. And this is all indicated by his name, Ar-Razzaq. Because this pattern, Fa'al, indicates that it is from Sirat al-Mubalagha. It is from the, the wordings which indicate emphasis. That it's not just that Allah provides. Like maybe Allah would provide for you sometimes and not provide for you at other times. But that Allah is constantly providing for you. And that Allah's provision never ceases. Not for the believer or for the disbeliever, nor for the animals or the birds or the jinn and, the, and mankind. All of them exist through the provision that Allah gives for them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always providing for them. So the Shaykh, he said in the explanation, we've been going through the explanation of Shaykh Abdul Razzaq, Fiqh al-Asma al-Husna. He, Hafizahullah Ta'ala, he said, the meaning of Ar-Razzaq is Al-Mutakathiru bi-Arzaq al-Ibad al-Qa'imu ala kulli nafsin bima yuqimuha min qutiha. He said, he is the one who is responsible for providing for his servants. So Allah is the one who is responsible for providing for his servants. And he is the one who sustains every single soul with what it needs from its daily provision. Because everyone has their qut. And the qut is your, your daily provision, the basic needs that you need in order to live your food and your shelter and your clothing, your basic needs that you need to live. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is Al-Qayyum, as we have mentioned. He is constantly in a state of sustaining and providing for His servants with everything they need in their daily life to be able to survive. So Allah provides us with our rizq in terms of the provision that comes to us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes care of our daily needs so this is what we understand from the name of Allah Azza wa Jal Ar-Razzaq and we have an evidence for this in the Quran Allah Azza wa Jal said وَمَا مِن دَابَّةٍ فِي الْأَرْضِ إِلَّا عَلَى اللَّهِ رِزْقُهَا there is not a single animal on the earth or a single beast on the earth except that Allah is responsible for its provision so Allah Azza wa Jal has taken on to provide for every single animal that walks on the earth. And you know, we think about rizq from the point of a human being. We think about how much our salary is and we think this is our, you know, our rizq. How much money we get every month. 
But you just think about every animal on the earth, every bird that leaves its nest with its stomach empty and it comes back with its stomach full. Every ant that crawls along the sand looking for a piece of food or a piece of something like a piece, a piece of sugar or something like that that it can pick up and take back. And that Allah has responsibility for every single living thing on this earth that He will provide everything that it needs. And Allah told us, وَكَأَيِّمْ مِّن دَابَّةٍ لَا تَحْمِلُ رِزْقَهَا اللَّهُ يَرْزُقُهَا وَإِيَّاكُمْ Allah said, and how many is it or whatever it is of animals, they don't have the ability to provide for themselves. They don't carry their own provision with them. Allah provides for them and for you. Allah provides for them and for you. And when you think about the animal kingdom and all of the risk that is needed and you think about all the risk that is needed just for people to live from day to day. You know, we talk about water. You know, you can't live for more than, you know, a handful of hours or a handful of a couple of days without water. And Allah provides for every single animal its rizq. And for every single human being its rizq that it needs day in and day out. And Allah said, وَاللَّهُ يَرْزُقُ مَنْ يَشَاءُ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ And Allah provides whoever He wants without any account. There is no hisab for Allah There is no shopping bill at the end. There is no account. There is no one who comes and says, let me see what you have given them and what you have to pay. Allah provides without any hisab, without any account. Nobody asks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about the rizq that He bestows to His servants. And you know, we're always talking about al-amal. How do we act upon this? And it just makes you realize, you know, when you read this ayah, what do you feel? What is your, your approach or your feeling or your action that you take out of this statement? Allah provides whoever He wants without any account. First of all, you realize there is no limit to the dominion of Allah. We talked about Allah being Al-Malik and being Al-Malik. We spoke about this, I think, last class or the class before. And so we understood that there's no limit to what Allah provides. And nobody takes Allah to account with what He provides so, or for what He provides. So there's no limit to what He has and there's no account for what He gives. In the last lesson we understood, there is no limit for what he has. And in this lesson we have understood, there is no account for what he gives. And this is Al-Mulkutam. This is absolute dominion that belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? Because there is no limit to the, the, uh, the product or the provision itself. There is no limit to it. And then there is no account for who he gives it to. So nobody is going to say, why did you give it to him and you didn't give it to him? Allah provides for whoever He wills without any account. And so this makes you feel that you are free of needing to ask anybody else for your rizq. And free of needing to depend upon anyone else for your rizq. And that doesn't mean that you don't do the asbab the means and the causes to get rizq because Allah has required from you that you should go out and you should seek to earn your living and you should work hard for your salary and for your income but we understand that there is no limit to what Allah can provide for you and how many times does your provision come from a place that you would not have expected a place where he did not imagine that that would have come from. How many times is the case that you are sitting thinking, how will I possibly pay this debt? I will save 5,000 dirhams a month for the next, you know, 20 months or 30 months and you have this plan and then suddenly something comes from a direction that you did not even expect that it would come from. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides for whoever he wants without any account. And Allah Azza wa Jal told us in Surah Al-Isra, إِنَّ رَبَّكَ يَبْسُطُ الرِّزْقَ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ وَيَقْدِرُ 
your Lord extends provision for whoever he wants. Here, al-bast is to give an extra, like a, an abundance of rizq. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives some people an abundance of rizq. And for some of them, he limits their rizq. Some of them he gives an abundance of rizq and some of them he limits their rizq for them. And this is part of what the human being has to be patient with, is to recognize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides and withholds. And that is in the hands of Allah for a wisdom, like Allah azza wa jal said, hikmatun baligha, an immense wisdom that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has in giving and withholding. Because for some people, when they are given, it benefits them. When their rizq is increased, when we have يعني, this person is given an abundance of wealth, it benefits them. And for some people, an abundance of wealth doesn't benefit them. They are people who normally waste and normally spend on things that are not allowed. And there is a wisdom in restricting and a wisdom in giving. And Allah Azza wa Jal, as we said, gives to whoever He wants without any account. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in several places in the Quran that He is the only one that provides the daily needs and the provision of everything in the heavens and the earth. And Allah Azza wa Jal mentions this in two different ways. In one way, he mentions it in the sense of التفضل والامتنان That Allah is, is telling you that He is giving you more than you deserve And that He is, He has this man This, the fact that Allah has blessed you with something That is far greater than your actions would warrant That is the first sort of use of reminding us that Allah alone provides in the Quran and that is to recognize the fadl of Allah and the minna from Allah the grace of Allah you know we always talk about grace you hear a lot of people especially you know here non-muslims talking about the grace of God and we say this is fadlullah the grace of God and the meaning of the word grace is that he gives you more than you deserve because al-fadl is in Arabic mazada al haja what is more than the need whatever is more than the need this is called al-fadl so you say fadlul ma the extra water that is left over when you have made wudu this is called fadlul ma so al-fadl is what you get which is surplus to the need so Allah azza wa jal is constantly giving you a rizq which is surplus to what you really need and he is constantly giving you a rizq which is surplus to what you deserve. And al-imtinan. And we know al-man. We know al-man or reminding people of your, you know, the good that you have done for them. In the light of human beings is not allowed. Allah Azza wa Jal told us, لا تبطلوا صدقاتكم بالمن والأذى by Don't waste your charity by reminding people. By al-man, by saying to somebody, look, didn't I give you money when you didn't have any money? Didn't I help you out when you didn't have anything? Didn't I, you know, I cleared your needs when you had those needs? See, look, now you should do what I ask you to do. This is al-man. This is when you remind someone of your generosity. But as for Allah Azza wa Jal, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is deserving of reminding us of His generosity. The second element or the second reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that he alone provides for us in the Quran is in order to call us to obedience and to being good to others. So Allah azza wa jal wants to call us to obedience by reminding us that he gives us all of this provision i.e. because I give you all of this provision, therefore you should be obedient to me. Or, because I give you all of this provision, 
You should have ihsan towards others. You should be good to others as Allah Azza wa Jal has been good to you. And from this is the statement that was said to Qarun. وَأَحْسِنْ كَمَا أَحْسَنَ اللَّهُ إِلَيْكَ And be good to others as Allah has been good to you. As Allah has been good to you. Because we know that he was given an abundance of rizq. He was the minister of Fir'aun and he was given an abundance of rizq. A huge, huge abundance of, of provision. And what did... What was he told? What was the advice he was given by Bani Israel that Allah Azza wa narrated to us in the Quran? Use what you have been given by Allah to seek the Akhirah. And I believe that this, this passage about Qarun is one of the most comprehensive advice or advices to people who have additional wealth. Because Allah Azza wa tells us what Qarun should have done and what he shouldn't have done. So what was he told? Use whatever you have been given to seek the Akhirah with Allah. Use whatever you've been given to seek the Akhirah with Allah. And don't forget your portion of the dunya. The dunya is not haram for you in moderation in the risk which is permissible and the things, the tayyibat, the halal things which you take. It's not haram for you. We are not required to live in poverty. Nor does Allah Azza wa Jal ask us to live in poverty. Because when you live in this state of poverty, you don't recognize the blessings and the fadl and the, the minna from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He gives you from His risk. Or rarely people recognize this when they are living in this state of extreme poverty. So Allah wants to give you extra wealth. He wants to give you more money than the basic needs so that you recognize His grace. And there's nothing wrong with that. Don't forget your portion of the dunya. And be good to others as Allah has been good to you. Don't be stingy. Because if Allah has given you more than you need, why would you not give to other people who need or who have, not, who have less than they, less than they need? Because from the wisdom of Allah is that He has decreed that some people will have more than they need and some people will have less than they need. So that He can encourage those who have more to give to those who have less. And all of these are asbab. They are just means and causes. They are not the provision itself. The provision itself is only from Allah. But Allah Azza wa provides through certain causes. So your salary comes from Allah. And Allah Azza wa gives it to you through the means of your job. Bisababi al-amal wal-wadifa. Allah Azza wa gives it to you through the means of this. But the risk, it comes only from Allah Azza wa so what is this advice? Whatever extra you've been given, whether it is wealth, whether it is knowledge, whether it is intelligence, whether it is good speech, whatever Allah Azza wa Jal has given you, use it to earn the Akhirah, don't use it to destroy the dunya. And don't seek to corrupt the earth. Look at what they said to Qarun. They said to him, you've been given something good, Use it to earn the Akhirah. Use it to, to, to spend for the sake of the Akhirah. And don't forget your dunya. It's not haram for you to have a nice car, a nice house. Nobody said this is haram. Within limits that there is no israf, there is no wastage. And within the limit that what you earned is halal and what you spend it on is halal. And be good to others as Allah was good to you. And don't seek to corrupt or to bring about corruption on the earth. Don't use what Allah has given you of extra wealth to bring about corruption on the earth. And how many people have done this before? They have gone to the rizq of Allah that Allah provided you from the tayyibat and used it to purchase the khaba'ith. Like the people who purchase cigarettes. They have taken the wealth that Allah gave them from the tayyibat and used it to purchase the khaba'ith 
and to corrupt the earth and to corrupt the health of themselves and the health of the people around them and to make the area smell of horrible things and to harm people in the masjid and outside of the masjid and in the shops and outside of the shops they have caused corruption on the earth with the halal that Allah Azza wa gave to them and what did Qarun say? He said, إِنَّمَا أُوْتِيتُ إِنَّمَا أُوْتِيتُهُ عَلَىٰ عِلْمٍ عِنْدِي I have been given this wealth because of knowledge that I have. So he didn't return the blessing to Allah. He didn't say that this came from Allah. Allah gave this to me. And this is the worst case of provision. This is the worst case with regard to rejection and ilhad when it comes to Allah being a razzaq What is the worst kind of rejection? Is for the person to say, this rizq came from me. This came from me. I got this wealth because of my own intelligence and hard work. And sadly, many Muslims accidentally fall into this error from time to time. When they will say that this money that I have, this, is, this came from, you know, my hard work, or I worked my whole life for this. No, this came with nothing else than a grace from Allah Yes, you, you did your causes, you did your hard work, you did your sabab, your means. But at the end of the day, this rizq only came to you by a pure grace from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we want to give some examples of at-tafaddul wal-imtinan. Allah reminding us of the graces that He has given us through His provision. So from this is the statement of Allah Azza wa Jal Wallahu ja'ala lakum min anfusikum azwaja wa ja'ala lakum min azwajikum banina wa hafada wa razaqakum min al-tayyibat afa bil-batili yu'minuna wa bi-ni'matillahi hum yakfurun Allah Azza wa Jal said in Surah An-Nahl Allah Azza wa Jal has made for you from yourselves spouses and He has made for you from your spouses children and grandchildren and he has provided you from a tayyibat all of that is from a rizq your spouse is a rizq from allah azza wa that he has given you your children are a rizq for you that allah azza wa has given you your grandchildren are a rizq that allah has given you a provision that allah has given you and allah has provided to you or provided you from all of the good things from a tayyibat foods pure drinks, all of the different things. You know, look at where we live. You know, look at where we live here in Dubai and the surrounding areas. Subhanallah, look at all of the tayyibat that Allah has brought to us. Fruits that we never saw in our life and Allah Azza wa brought them to us in front of our eyes. All of these different drinks and all of these different foods and all of this provision, the water comes cold out of the water dispenser, you just put the tap underneath. Wallahi, if you offered this to one of the Sahaba, yani, you, you would, they would, what would they think about you? Yani? They will think that they are in Jannah, yani, that you just put the tap and the cold water comes out. The, the people could not imagine this, that you had a machine, you put the water underneath and cold water comes out of it. And then what does Allah say? أَفَ بِالْبَاطِلِ يُؤْمِنُونَ اللَّهِ هُمْ يَكْفُرُونَ After all of that, is it the falsehood that they believe in? The other gods besides Allah they believe in and the graces of Allah they deny. The graces of Allah they reject them and they do reject that this came from Allah. Allah gave them all of this beautiful, all of this beautiful rizq and provision. And then what do they do? They believe in the batil. They believe in the false gods and those things that are worshipped besides Allah and they reject and deny the blessings of Allah So Allah is reminding us of His grace and His provision that He has given to us and then reminding us how after He has given us that provision could we possibly turn to something else besides Allah. And I know this is a common theme, we've mentioned it in pretty much every name of Allah but that's because every name of Allah Every single name of Allah is an evidence for Tawheed. Every single name of Allah is a reason why you should worship Allah alone. Every name, regardless of which name it is, is an evidence which is shining like the brightest star 
for why you should worship Allah Azza wa Jal alone and not give any of your worship to anyone besides Allah. Because who is it besides Allah who provides for you from the heavens and the earth? As Allah Azza wa Jal tells us in his in in the Quran in many many places. And we'll talk about this in a moment. So Allah Azza wa Jal continuing this concept of uh, this takreem, this Allah Azza wa Jal, this ikram, giving us all of this nobility and provision. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala tells us, "Walaqad karramna bani Adam, wahamalnahum fil barri wal bahr, warzaqnahum min al tayyibat, wafadlnahum ala kathir min man khalaqna tafdila." Allah Azza wa Jal tells us in Surah Al Isra, "We have honored the children of Adam, and we carried them at land and on the sea." And we provided them from all of the good things. And we preferred them over many of those that we created with a huge preference. Look at how Allah is reminding us. We have karamna bani Adam. We have honored the children of Adam. You know what is al-karam? This generosity. And karamna, we have given him honor. We have behaved so generously and so honorably towards Bani Adam. All of this honor we've been given, the honor of having an intellect, that's a rizq from Allah. The honor of having a mind, the honor of carrying the religion of Islam and propagating it to the people, the honor of being clothed. We talk about the clothing that Allah has given you. And many of the scholars of tafsir mentioned in this ayah, وَلَقَدْ كَرَّمْنَا Bani Adam. The karam that Allah has given of the clothing. Because look at the animals. Animals don't have any clothing. They go to the toilet in, you know, in public in front of everybody. They don't have any covering or any shame. Because they're animals. Allah has honored us above those animals by making for us the provision of our clothing. So we cover our aura, we cover our private area. And we walk with honor and dignity and we speak with words of dignity and honor. This is all from the honor that Allah has given us. And Allah has carried us on land and at sea and in the air. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all of these blessings, you know, being able to get on a plane and fly to your home country when people could not even, before people could not even reach perhaps back to their home country. People would make hajj and stay because they could not return back to their home country. Now people fly in a day and out back in a day. All of this is from the rizq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah has provided for them from all of the good things. And Allah has this tafdeel. Allah has preferred the children of Adam over so many of the creation of Allah. A huge preference. And if you think about all the things we've been given that other creation haven't been given. All the things that we have been given, this long life, as opposed to many of the creation that Allah has made their life very short. The fish in the sea lives for a few days or months and then it's eaten by another fish. That Allah has given us this life and this ability to worship Him. And perhaps one of the greatest, if not the greatest of the blessings of Allah that He has given us in this dunya is the blessing of being able to worship Him properly as he deserves to be worshipped and being able to say his praise and so on and so forth so Allah has preferred us over so many of the things that he has created and Allah told us Allah Allah tells us in Surah Ghafir, Allah, the one who made the earth as a place of comfort for you and he made the sky as a canopy. And he fashioned you. We told about Allah is Al-Musawwir. And he made your shape or your form the most perfect form. And he provided you from all of the good things. This is Allah your Lord. So blessed is Allah, the Lord of the worlds. Look at how it's encouraging you to recognize who your Lord is. Because what did we say our purpose in creation is? Our purpose, but for the purpose of our creation, is to know Allah and worship Him through that knowledge, based on that knowledge. To know Allah 
and to worship Allah Azza wa Jal based on what we know of Him. And as for the second type, which is encouraging us to obey Allah Azza wa Jal. So we have the example of the ayah in Surah Al-Baqarah, when Allah Azza wa Jal says, Ya ayyuhannas, u'budu rabbakum alladhi khalaqakum waladheena min qabilikum la'allakum tattaqoon, alladhi ja'ala lakum al-arda firasha, wa'l-samaa binaa, وَأَنزَلَ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مَاءً فَأَخْرَجَ بِهِ مِنَ الثَّمَرَاتِ رِزْقًا لَكُمْ فَلَا تَجْعَلُوا لِلَّهِ أَنْدَادًا وَأَنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ So Allah Azza wa Jal tells us, O mankind, worship your Lord who created you and those who came before you, that you may be from the people of taqwa. The one who made the earth for you as a bed, and the sky as a canopy and sent down from the sky water and brought out from it the fruits as a provision for you. So Allah the rain that comes down is from the rizq of Allah. The fruits that grow are from the rizq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So do not make a partner with Allah while you know. What does it mean while you know? While you know that Allah is al-khaliq, al-raziq and so on and so forth. While you know that Allah is al-khaliq, al-raziq, how can you then make a partner with Allah So this rizq is being mentioned for the purpose of what? For the purpose of driving us to want to obey Allah. Worship Allah and don't make a partner with Him because He is the one that provides for you. And from this is the example uh, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us. Allahu ladhi khalaqakum thumma razaqakum thumma yumitukum thumma yuhikum. هَلْ مِنْ شُرَكَائِكُمْ مَنْ يَفْعَلُ مِنْ ذَلِكَ مِنْ شَيْءٍ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَىٰ عَمَّا يُشْرِكُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah is the one who created you. Then He provided for you. Then He caused you to die. Then He caused you to live. Are there any of your partners that do any of that? Exalted is He and high is He above the partners that they make with Him. Any, are there any partners who caused you to come to life? Are there any partners who created you? Are there any partners that make you wake up from your sleep? Are there any partners that provide you from the heavens and the earth? There is none except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, alone and with no partner. So high is Allah and exalted is He over the partnership that they make while they know that Allah is the one that gives them their provision and gives them their life and created them and causes them to die. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ya ayyuhal nas uthkuru ni'matallahi alaykum. Hal min khaliqin ghayrullahi yarzuqukum minas samai wal ard. La ilaha illahu fa'anna tufakun. Allah said in Surah Fatir, O mankind, remember the blessings of Allah upon you. Remember the ni'mah. This is all instruction of what we should do with this name al-razaq. And in the name Ar-Razaq indicates to us that we should remember the ni'mah of Allah. All mankind remember the ni'mah of Allah upon you, the blessings of Allah upon you. Is there any creator other than Allah that provides for you from the heavens and the earth? La ilaha illahu. There is nothing that deserves worship. So how are you deluded to worship something else besides Allah? when there is nothing that provides for you except Allah. And there are some very specific things that Allah commands us to do based on the rizq that He gives us. So one of them is to spend in His way. So notice how there is a link, and all of these are from the actions of, our, of, the, of the name Ar-Razzaq. That if you know that Allah is Ar-Razzaq, you must spend in his cause. And Allah links between these two things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, anfiqu mimma razaqunakum min qabli an yatiya yawmun la bay'un fihi wa la khullatun wa la shafa'a wal kafiruna humul zalimun. In Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, O you who believe, spend out of what we have provided for you. So look at how Allah links the rizq with infaq. Spend out of what we have given you before a day comes when there will be no ability to trade in it, nor will there be any friendship, nor will there be any intercession. 
and the disbelievers, they are the oppressors. So the first thing that you're commanded to do, we've said to recognize that your rizq comes from Allah, from the first of the things you are recommended to do, is to spend or commanded to do, is to spend from the rizq that Allah gives you. Because Allah is ar-razzaq, so you should spend out of that rizq. The second thing is that you should thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, shukr because Allah Azza wa Jal says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu kulu min tayyibati ma razaqnaakum washkuru lillahi in kuntum iyyahu ta'budun. Allah tells us in Surah Al-Baqarah, O you who believe, eat from the pure things that we have provided for you. Notice, pure things we have provided for you. And show gratitude to Allah. Thank Allah if it is Allah that you indeed worship. So if it's really the Allah that you worship, then show gratitude for the rizq that you have been given. So when we recognize that Allah is ar-razzaq, so we recognize that we have to show gratitude to Allah for that rizq. How do we show gratitude? And we'll come to this in the name ash-shakur. But how do we show? How do we show gratitude in general? In two things. First of all, in recognizing that our rizq comes from Allah. This is the first sign of gratitude. Secondly, in mentioning that gratitude by praising Allah for his rizq. For the example, when you finish your, your food, what do you say? Alhamdulillah, الَّذِي أَطْعَمَنِي هَذَا وَرَزَقَنِيهِ مِنْ غَيْرِ حَوْلٍ مِنِّي وَلَا قُوَّةٍ All praises to Allah, who gave me this food to eat and provided it to me without any ability from my part or any power. And nothing came from me, it all came from Allah. That's another part of shukr. And the third part of shukr is that you use that rizq in a way that is pleasing to Allah. So number one, you recognize that that rizq comes from Allah. Number two, you praise Allah for the rizq that He has given you. And number three, you use it in a way that is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without Al-Israf, without wastage, without this tabdeer, this wasting of, of wealth and spending it like Allah mentioned that these people are ikhwan of shayateen, the brothers of the shaytan, this wastage of wealth. So it's very important that we show gratitude to Allah by not wasting what Allah has given us. And Allah forbade us from killing our children out of a fear of poverty. Allah said, In Surah Al-Isra, Allah said, Do not kill your children out of a fear of poverty. We will provide for them and for you. And this has multiple, uh, multiple examples. The worst are those who kill their children after they have been born out of a fear of poverty. So this is like the example of those who used to kill their baby daughters because they believed that their baby daughters would be a burden for them. Following that are those who kill their children by means of abortion after the, the pregnancy is confirmed. And this has different rulings according to when it happens and according to the reason for it. But those who do it out of poverty, out of a fear of poverty, that I can't have another child so I will have this child to be this pregnancy to be terminated because I fear that I will not have enough money. And from this are those people who do not have children despite the ability to do so because of a fear of poverty. And this is at the least of the examples. But those people who maybe they have, uh, they have some sort of permanent uh, contraceptive measures to stop them from having children out of a fear of poverty or this child is going to eat my wealth or as soon as you have children you start being poor and these are all examples of varying severity in killing your children any varying levels of severity some of them very very minor and some of them very very serious and Allah told us the effect of staying constantly in a state of taqwa where we're always trying to obey Allah and to reduce our disobedience of Allah. Allah said, Surah Al-Talaq. Allah said, 
that whoever has taqwa of Allah, i.e. whoever does whatever they can to obey Allah as much as they can, and to avoid disobeying Allah as much as they can, Allah will make for them a way out, i.e. of every difficulty, any problem you have, you'll find a makhraj, you'll find a way out. And He will provide him from where he never could imagine. And you know, subhanAllah, this, is, this ayah, for you to truly believe in it is an amazing thing. Because a lot of people believe in it, but they don't, maybe they don't have that full sense of iman. You know, they sit there thinking, where is my rizq going to come from? Maybe it will come from a friend. Maybe it will come from a rich person who will give me some money. Maybe it will come from my parents. Maybe it will come from here. Maybe my salary will get an increase. And then Allah gives it to you from a place that you could never have imagined. If you sat down for days writing every source of your rizq, you would not have realized where Allah can give you that rizq from. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who talks about the reward of iman and doing good deeds. Those who believe and do good deeds, they will have forgiveness and a noble provision. In this dunya and in the akhirah. Rizqun kareem in this dunya and rizqun kareem in the akhirah. And Allah Azza wa Jal who spoke about this these people who spoke about Allah without knowledge in the halal and the haram. And this is a very serious error that people fall into with regard to Allah being ar-razzaq. They fell into this error. When Allah Azza wa Jal said, قُلْ مَنْ حَرَّمَ زِينَةَ اللَّهِ الَّتِي أَخْرَجَ لِعِبَادِهِ وَالطَّيِّبَاتِ مِنَ الرِّزْقِ Say, who is it that declares forbidden the beauty that Allah has taken out for His servants and the pure things that Allah has provided him for. And Allah Azza wa Jal tells us, قُلْ أَرَأَيْتُمْ مَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ مِنْ رِزْقٍ فَجَعَلْتُمْ مِنْهُ حَرَامًا وَحَلَالًا قُلْ أَلَّهُ أَذِنَ لَكُمْ أَمْ عَلَى اللَّهِ تَفْتَرُونَ Have you seen what Allah Azza wa Jal revealed or sent down to you from rizq? And you then made it into halal and haram. And you made halal and haram without having an evidence. Did Allah give you permission? Or do you invent a lie against Allah? And I warn the brothers and the sisters from, of the Muslims from this dangerous error that people fall into, which is to go to extremes in declaring things to be halal and haram without knowledge and without evidence. Because Allah Azza wa Jal described this as al-iftira' ala Allah, as declaring a huge lie against Allah. And of course, the most common example of this is the Jews and the Christians. The Jews in their Talmud and the Christians in their modern day interpretation of the Bible, all of them did this. They came to the halal and they made it haram. And they came to the haram and they made it halal. The Jews are known for the first one coming to the halal and making it haram, making a lot of things difficult for themselves and making a lot of things haram for themselves. And the Christians are known for the second, for coming to the things that Allah made haram and making them halal. But otherwise they both did both of them. They both of them have this nature where they changed the halal and the haram. But many Muslims also fall into this today with unsubstantiated rumors about halal and haram foods and things that are not backed up by scholarly opinion but are just any, like opinions for some people and they send around don't eat this and don't drink this and bear in mind I'm not blaming the brothers who do this with evidence this is a good thing but those who do it without evidence and they send around don't eat this food don't eat this thing don't eat this food don't drink this thing and in reality what are they doing? They're inventing a lie against Allah by making his rizq that he sent down from the tayyibat halal and haram based on rumors. They will say this is, for this, this is made with pig's blood and so on and so forth when they have no evidence for what they say at all. And we don't blame the brothers and sisters who cautiously look at certain foods and say to people be careful. This food has some haram in it, be careful. But those who go to an exaggeration in this and they find so many things that are Haram, and they make the halal risk of Allah into something which is haram without having scholarly knowledge, 
without having a serious opinion of the scholars. They will say, this is haram, this is haram, this is haram. Whether that is food or whether it's anything else, it can be other things as well. Don't do this, don't earn this, don't spend this, don't go here, it's haram. And they make haram for the people what Allah Azza wa Jal made halal for them. And that is something which is extremely, extremely dangerous to do and extremely sinful in the sight of Allah Azza wa Jal. And finally, the last command that we find, or the last command that I have here, that Allah Azza wa Jal commands us to do based on the fact that He is our Razzaq, is Asa'i fi talab al rizq al halal. Going out and working really hard to get halal risk. Because Allah Azza wa Jal said, Famshu fi manakibiha wa kuru min rizqi wa ilayhin nushur. It's Surah Al Mulk. That go out. You know, among the paths of the earth, go among the earth and eat from its rizq. And to him will be the return. So Allah Azza wa Jal encourage you, go out and get the halal rizq. Go out and earn the halal. Allah Azza wa Jal doesn't stop you from earning the halal, but be careful that that halal doesn't fall into the haram in the way you earn it, in the way that you spend it. Because people can earn haram in the way that they earn, and the way that they spend. The way that they earn can be haram, and the way that they spend can be haram. And we remember the hadith, ثُمَّ ذَكَرْ رَجُلًا يُطِيرُ السَّفَرْ أَشْعَثَ أَغْبَرْ يَمُدُّ يَدَيْهِ إِلَى السَّمَاءِ يَقُولُ يَا رَبِّ يَا رَبِّ وَمَطْعَمُهُ حَرَامٌ وَمَشْرَبُهُ حَرَامٌ وَمَلْبَسُهُ حَرَامٌ وَغُذِيَ بِالْحَرَامٌ فَأَنَّا يُسْتَجَابُ لَهُ أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم. The Prophet ﷺ mentioned a man who went on a long journey, dusty and disheveled. He raised up his hands to the sky and he said, My Lord, my Lord. But his food was haram. And his drink was haram. And his clothing was haram. And he was nourished with the haram. So how will Allah answer him? So not seeking halal rizq is a major cause for your dua not to be answered. And the understanding of this hadith can be multiple ways. It can be that his earning was haram, so his clothing became haram because his earning was haram. And it can be that his earning was halal, but he spent it upon haram food and drink and clothing. And both of these are a cause to stop your dua from being answered. And as we said, I want to highlight something, that the rizq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is of two types. The rizq that comes from Allah Azza wa Jal is of two types. The first is rizqun aamun yashmal al-bar wal-fajir wal-mu'min wal-kafir wal-awwalina wal-akhirin. A rizq which is general. And it covers the pious and the wicked. And the good people get it and the bad people get it. And we see this in Dubai, right? We see people who have a lot of money who are very, very good people. And they spend in the way of Allah and they want good for the people. And we see people who earn a lot of money who just want to corrupt the society. You see both here. You see people with a lot of money who do good and a lot of money who do bad. So that rizq is not a rizq that is specific to the believer. It's not like when you have a lot of iman, Allah will give you a lot of money. Allah gives it to al-bar wal-fajr, to the good and to the bad. And Allah Azza wa Jal gives it to the believer and the kafir. Yani, there are many non-Muslims here in Dubai who have an abundance of risk. And there are many, many Muslims who have an abundance of risk. Walhamdulillah. So it goes to the believer and the disbeliever. And the early people and the later people, and the, the first people on the earth to the last people on the earth, all of them at some point get their, get their risk that is decreed to them by Allah. And this is rizqul abdan. This is the risk of the body. In terms of the risk that Allah gives you your wealth and your you know, your food and your provision and so on and so forth. And that is what we mentioned. There is no animal on the earth except that Allah has taken responsibility for, for its provision. And we need to understand that the fact that Allah gives this rizq to a disbeliever and maybe gives him an abundance of wealth and children, this does not mean that Allah is happy with him. So we understand that risk does not equate to Allah being happy with you. Allah risk does not necessarily, we shouldn't say it does not equate, because in some cases it does. 
In some cases it does. Allah Azza wa Jal said, وَلَوْ أَنَّ أَهْلَ الْقُرَىٰ آمَنُوا وَاتَّقَوْا لَفَتَحْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ بَرَكَاتٍ مِّنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ If the people of the towns believed and had taqwa, we would open for them the barakah of the heavens and the earth. But it's not a guarantee that because Allah has given somebody an abundance of wealth and children, that that means that that person is particularly pleasing to Allah or particularly pious. Because Allah gives the dunya to those who He loves, to those whom He loves and those whom He does not love. And Allah told us, كُلَّنْ نُمِدُّ هَاُولَاءِ وَهَاُولَاءِ مِنْ عَطَاءِ رَبِّكَ وَمَا كَانَ عَطَاءُ رَبِّكَ مَحْوُورًا أَنْظُرْ كَيْفَ فَضَّلْنَا بَعْضَهُمْ عَلَى بَعْضٍ وَلَا الْآخِرَةُ أَكْبَرُ دَرَجَاتٍ وَأَكْبَرُ تَفْضِيلًا Allah Azza wa Jal said, We give these and these from the, from the provision of your Lord. Yani all the good and the bad. Every single one of them we give. The, the best of people get provision and the worst of people get provision. كُلَّنْ نُمِدُّ هَاُولَاءِ وَهَاُولَاءِ مِنْ عَطَاءِ رَبِّكَ all of them, the good and the bad, they all get the provision of your Lord. And the provision, uh, and Allah told us about the provision, and then he said, subhanahu wa ta'ala, look at how we have preferred some of them over others, but as for the akhirah, it is greater in its different levels, and the people will be preferred to a far greater extent. So Allah also told us, فَأَمَّا الْإِنسَانُ إِذَا مَبَتَلَاهُ رَبُّهُ فَأَكْرَمَهُ وَنَعَّمَهُ فَيَقُولُ رَبِّي أَكْرَمًا وَأَمَّا إِذَا مَبَتَلَاهُ فَقَدَرَ عَلَيْهِ رِزْقُهُ رِزْقَهُ فَيَقُولُ رَبِّي أَهَانًا كَلَّا So as for the man or men, when they are tested by, or a man is tested by his Lord, so he honors him and he gives him many blessings. He says, indeed, my Lord has honored me. And when Allah reduces his income and makes his wealth restricted, he says, my Lord has disgraced me. Kalla. No, this is not the case. It's not the case that when your Lord gives you, that this is a great honor from Allah because you are so pious, and that when Allah withholds your rizq, this is because you are a wicked person. Kalla. That's not the case. Meaning that it is not the one that everyone who Allah has given to in the dunya, that he is the one who is noble in the sight of Allah, nor is it the case that the one who Allah has restricted his income, that he is necessarily a person of, uh, you know, of disgrace in the sight of Allah. Rather, wealth and poverty and ease and, and restriction all of them are a test from Allah Azza wa Jal to know the one or to test the one who is grateful and the one who is ungrateful and the one who is patient and the one who is impatient. So this refers to the general rizq of Allah. The second and the last thing that we're going to deal with today insha'Allah ta'ala is the special rizq of Allah. Rizqun khas. The very specific special rizq. And just like a rahmah, there is rahmatun amma and rahmatun there is generic mercy that you know covers everything and there is a very specific mercy that is only given to some people so likewise there is a generic risk that is given to everyone in a greater or lesser extent everybody gets their risk everyone can live from day to the next or from one day to the next but then there is a very special risk and this is the risk of the hearts and providing for them with knowledge and iman and halal rizq which allows them to practice the deen. And this is the rizq that we should be seeking. The rizq of the heart. Al-ilmun nafi' rizqun min Allah. Beneficial knowledge is a rizq from Allah. The knowledge you've been given, this is a rizq, this is a grace from Allah to have beneficial knowledge. The iman that is in your heart is rizq from Allah Azza wa It's a provision from Allah. Providing you and giving you and blessing you with that iman. As Allah Azza wa told us in Surah Al-Hujurat. وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ حَبَّبَ إِلَيْكُمُ الْإِيمَانِ وَزَيَّنَهُ فِي قُلُوبِكُمْ وَكَرَّهَ إِلَيْكُمُ الْكُفْرَ وَالْفُسُوقَ وَالْعِسْيَانِ أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الرَّاشِدُونَ 
fadlam min Allahi wa ni'ma wallahu alimun hakim Allah told us that Allah has made iman beloved to us and he has beautified it in our hearts and he has made us hate disbelief and defiance and disobedience it is they who are the rightly guided as a grace from Allah and his mercy and Allah is alimun hakim he knows who deserves it and he is wise in who he gives it to so your iman is a provision from Allah and the halal rizq the pure tayyibat the halal rizq that he gives to the believers that makes you stronger in your deen because there is no doubt that the one who has been given halal rizq from Allah is more secure in his religion because he does not have to beg he does not have to get into debt he does not have to, to feel the whisper of the shaitan to take riba because he has been given enough rizq to be strong in the deen and I think ultimately this is the question that we need to ask ourselves ikhwani. our rizq that we've been given from Allah is it making us more pious or less pious? That is the key question. Because whatever risk we have from Allah should be making us stronger in the religion. The more wealth we have, the more opportunity we have to take a break and study Islam. The more opportunity we have to spend in the way of Allah. The more opportunity we have to feel secure from being overcome by men. By being overpowered with a debt you can never repay, or being you know overpowered by men and being at the mercy of you know these various sort of uh, various creditors who have lent money and sort of being in a stage where you are basically under their control. So all of this is something we seek refuge with Allah from. We don't need to have a lot of money. And I emphasize this to you, Ikhwani. Wallahi, a lot of money doesn't benefit you. It might not harm you, it doesn't benefit you. What benefits you is having enough to make you strong in Islam. Whatever that amount is. For some people, that is a huge amount. For some people, that is a medium amount. For some people, that's a small amount. But to have enough that you can become strong in the worship of Allah. That is the purpose behind the rizq al-halal, the rizq al-halal given to you by Allah as a special risk. That is the risk that enables you and encourages you and motivates you to do what? To be stronger in Islam. Use what you've been given by Allah to seek the Akhirah. If you've been given a lot of wealth and you can use that, Alhamdulillah. If you've been given little but enough that you're strong in Islam because of it, Alhamdulillah. That is the wealth that you should seek. Otherwise, talab al-rizq, seeking wealth is something that can destroy a person. And it can take all of their time and all of their energy and all of their barakah because all of their time is, is spent on al-asbab, on the causes for wealth. Instead of looking at or looking towards al-razzaq to provide for you. Because Allah will provide for you if you ask for Him. If you ask Him to do so. But instead what people do is they become busy in the daily grind of trying to find my, my next paycheck. And all of it is because of a lack of trust in Allah and too much focus on the asbab. Likewise, the person who sits down and says, my risk will come from the heavens. I'm just waiting for an angel to come down and deliver my risk to me. And this is not how Allah has decreed your risk. Allah has decreed it through you working hard. But you work hard. You don't let your work compromise your deen. You don't do a haram job for the sake of money. And you trust that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will provide for you a halal rizq that will make you strong in the religion. And this is specific to the believers. And of course, not all of the believers are the same with this rizqun khas, this specific, very special provision. Not all of the believers are the same. We're all different. Some of us get a little bit more. Some of us get a little bit less. And Allah says, وَمَن يُؤْمِن بِاللَّهِ وَيَعْمَلْ صَالِحًا يُدْخِلْهُ جَنَّاتٍ تَجْرِ مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارُ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا أَبَدًا قَدْ أَحْسَنَ اللَّهُ لَهُ رِزْقًا Allah says, and whoever believes in Allah does good deeds, Allah will enter him into gardens underneath which rivers flow to abide therein forever 
and Allah has given him the perfect or Allah has perfected his rizq. So that rizq is not given to the disbeliever, it's only for the believer. And Allah Azza wa Jal mentions uh, this rizq in many many ayat uh, of, uh, of the Quran. And I think in order to save time, we'll try and skip over a few. Uh, but we'll finish with the conclusion that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has warned us of avoiding or of becoming preoccupied with the risk of the dunya instead of the risk of the akhirah. So what did we say? We said our methodology is wasat, is the middle. We've made you a middle ummah. We go out, we work hard, but we don't compromise our deen for the sake of our dunya. Because Allah Azza wa Jal said, مَا عِنْدَكُمْ يَنْفُدُ وَمَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ بَاقُ What is with you will disappear. And what is with Allah will remain. And Allah Azza wa Jal said, بَلْ تُؤْثِرُونَ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ وَأَبَقَى you prefer the hayat of the dunya, you prefer this worldly life. You give it preference over the deen. Al-ithar is to give something preference over something else. Tu'thirun al-hayat al-dunya, you give the dunya preference over the deen. But what? But the akhirah is better and more lasting. And Allah Azza wa Jal told us, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ We have not created the jinn and the man except to worship. Me alone, I do not want any provision from them, I don't want them to feed me. Allah is Razzaq, the owner and the possessor of great strength and might. Rather, Allah Azza wa Jal has commanded us to use this rizq to seek what is with Him and to benefit from it and to seek Jannah which is the greater of the risk at the end of the day and to seek that through a risk al-halal by doing the causes and the means to get wealth without entering into the haram and without compromising or preferring the religion over uh, or compromising or preferring the dunya over the religion Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik ashadu an la ilaha illa ant astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun ala al-mursaleen walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen